Hey, Slip Angle. Dave here. We're back this week with another episode recorded at Circuit of the Americas, this time with Ferris Khartoumi and Alex Peitz. Uh, we're sitting in the garage working on the show, and we hear announcements coming over the loudspeaker pretty regularly. So if it seems like my rhythm is off or I don't know where the heck I'm going, it's really just because it was loud and obnoxious and people on the loudspeaker kept talking. So uh, we hope you enjoy the show. This will be the last of shows that we had recorded at Coda. Going forward, hopefully we'll be recording a little bit at the NCM Endurance Race for the Gridlife winners, which uh, is coming up soon. Um, but we hope you enjoy. And if you like the show, please leave a comment. Uh, tell us we're good. Tell us we're bad. I don't know. Rate and review us on iTunes, all the things. But uh, we appreciate all your support. Thanks. Welcome, everybody, to Slip Angle Show. I'm Abe Schmucker, and I am uh, back again from Circuit of the Americas at Super Lap Battle USA. And I'm sitting with Alex Pites of Pites Performance and Ferris Khartoumi of Car Optics. Hi, guys. How's Howdy. it going? How's the uh, weekend going for you? Uh, it's going good. Yeah? It, it, we're having issues, but that's kind of given with my it's car. Like, Time attack, right? Time attack 101. Well, it's a new issues. setup. You know, we're, we're just going through with the motions, trying to shake it down, figure out what we need to improve upon, and just keep going well, out it's there. It's mostly all new from this year. Is that right? Yeah, it's pretty new. Um, you know, we kept the engine the same. I uh, figured, you know, spend money elsewhere. So I uh, went with a sequential this year, uh, PPG sequential. Because that's what everybody's doing. You know, I... Like I feel you, like you ain't I, shit if you don't have a sequential yeah, new hotness. I feel like it's all my fault. If I wouldn't have started like blasting about it, I don't think this would be such a big deal as it is now. But now it's like, yeah, everybody needs a sequential. And I feel like really bad because I'm making everybody spend a lot of money. <laughs> well, I, I think you're just an enabler because I, I really think everyone kind of wanted it anyway. Yeah. Uh, and well, now it's just like it's out of control. Well, when the rules opened up and you see it, it's just like. Well, it seems like it's time to get one because if, if I didn't have one and let's just say Swenson shows up with one, I'm screwed. Now, I know that there are other paths to get like a, a, a DSG or some kind of dual clutch system. Um, Sequential seem very racy and very complicated to me. Uh, is there... Is there another trans that people do into Corvettes that's like an OE part instead of a like a super race aftermarket part? Nothing that I'm aware of. Yeah, no, not really. Uh, a lot of times guys like to go with the PPG gear sets because, I mean, it utilizes the factory case, but it changes the gears okay. inside. Yeah. the gear. But, I mean, yeah, I can't really think of something else besides either the factory trans or like an RPM trans like upgrade or, you know, or just a full sequential. But there is a lot going on. Like my, I'm one-handing it everywhere, like just because it's accelerating so fast. Yeah, I believe that. So, um, and so, like your your one, two, three gear changes. Where are you sitting? Um, it's coming through the stadium section. Or, pause for announcement. All right. <laughs> just kidding. All right, back again. Um, 
like especially in the stadium section or, or some of the hairpin stuff, are you dropping down to, to like second in those corners or are you still? No. Um, so what I had to do to get mile power back up was go with a 285 tire. you started on a 315 315. Yesterday. And since it's a 1-1-6, um, that limited me with a 25-inch tire down to 45 miles an hour or 145 miles an hour. So, Which is not fast for no, a track this long yeah, no, and a car this much. No. Because it makes about 600 wheel, is yeah, that Yeah, it makes right? 600 wheel. Okay. So at 145, I was getting it in, getting there in like 10 seconds and just holding it for like uh, half a mile down the back Jeez. straight. So, so your, your setup, um, the engine is a, I don't remember the cubic inch, but it's, 468. it's like 468. And you guys were kind of the... You were early on that compared to what everybody else was doing. Is that right? Definitely yeah, one of the pioneers of the 468. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think it was it started with me. That's what brought us together. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> at PPIR, like what three years ago? Yeah, he. Uh, I was having tuning. I just put it in the car, and, and then I was just having tuning issues there at Pi, um, uh, Pike Speak. Pike Speak, yeah. And uh, Alex lended me his assistance, and ever since then, yeah been helping me out yeah but yeah i feel like I, I put it in and then swanson was having issues with his setup and um you know we talked back and forth about it and he went and ended up going that route um since then yeah, a lot of other, other guys people. have gotten them Swint, or, uh, uh, fleming fleming now has fleming one has one yep so it's they're out there now that's i mean i think that's a really cool setup and it's it's great to be like I'm sure it's not exciting to have to figure out a bunch of stuff, but it's probably pretty cool to be like, yeah, yeah, we did that. Yeah. I don't want, I can't take full credit, right? I mean, because the company's obviously been around for ages and, sure. you know, they've, they've made them for other cars. I think mine was just the first car in our group, maybe. Sure. Uh, that, yeah. that started racing. Yeah, but. I'd say so. You kind of well, brought it into our, our realm, yeah. if you will. I mean, yeah. I guess in the, in the sphere of things that we do, there's, I can think of maybe on one hand the number of, like, Corvette drivers that are seriously fast, and it seems like they're all kind of around all the time. So um, different setups. I know that uh, like Curly had a, kind of a, a totally different path with his setup, and it's kind of a fire breathing maniac. And at the same time, it's like, well, I don't know if that's what you want if you're trying to turn some laps. Yeah. So. Well, I, I thought I wanted to more power, and we built a 388 uh, to to boost. And as I was in the off season, which for us was like three months, um, I was like kind of weighing out the pros and cons of starting with a new setup and power plant and and going turbo. Uh, And I was like, do I really want to waste, you know, a a season kind of figuring out the new setup? Because I've seen guys just have nothing but issues with turbos until they get it, get it right. And then once you get it right, it seems to, to, you know, suit the car well and you kind of not as many hiccups, but, um, you know, I figured if I, I if I went sequential, you know, my power plant, I know it didn't really yep. have to change very much or spend very much money there. Yep. And uh, maybe I can pick up speed and time with you know a faster gear set. Yeah. So it's crazy that right now you're gear limited. I see this gigantic wing and big arrow <laughs> yeah. in the front, and it's like, okay, well, I mean, well, I guess is there. Do you feel like you're traction limited anywhere else? Where in this case, given that you're gear limited, could you change the angle of attack and pick up some corner speeds? So I I, I did change the angle. Um, it's mainly corner exit. Okay. Where I'm traction limited. Okay. So the 285, it just it's very hard to put 
power down coming out. Especially so, on a car that makes a bunch of torque. Yeah, so when you asked about second gear, I can't use second gear with the 285s. When I had the 315s yes. on, I could use the second gear, but it was I was still tiptoeing because they were so small in diameter. But, uh, yeah, with these, I, I tried it once, and I was like, nope, we're not doing that again. So <laughs> I, uh, I noticed I'm, I've been standing up at the front of grid quite a bit um, in the last couple of days, and uh, when the A group or the group one time attackers go out, there's just like a streak of 11s all the way up, out, pit out, like climbing the hill. It's, <laughs> it's, if you're not, haven't been to the track before, and maybe you only play it on a sim, it's really easy to take for granted the amount of elevation that's here. Oh, yeah. Uh, besides turn one, what corners surprised you your first time here? For elevation or just everything in general? Cause Let's start with elevation, but. There will, uh, there's. Turns that you don't even know are actually going down, like turn 20 okay. is the lowest point of the track. Okay. Driving it, you would never know. Uh, turn 19 is actually off camber. And as you're coming into turn 19, you're thinking, like, I'm just going to swing it in here. But when you just swing it in there, you're like, oh, shit, man, the rent <laughs> is swinging out, too. And uh, without, like, walking the track, I, you know, it's kind of hard to know these things. Yeah. And it's uh, such a long track. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the S's are decreasing. So you, you enter with all this speed, and you're like, okay, I can just carry the speed And then through. you're scrubbing, scrubbing, scrubbing. Yeah, but if you come in too hot, you just ruin your whole line. There's just a lot of little tricky things. And every time I run this track, I literally find more time in every single corner. How many times have you been here? This is the third time. Okay. So. And your best lap is one that you set the last session. Is it 217.1? Yeah, 217.1. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, on a 285. <laughs> and like, Alex, are you driving this weekend? No, no, I, I actually sold you, my car. You're between cars. Yes, yes. You currently. have something on order. Yep. What is that thing? That is a C8. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I, I, what options are available to start? Like, is it just a base model? So I did the Z51 package, okay, which, which includes is extra dry cooling. Sump and they all come with dry sump now, actually. Oh, that's nice. Yep. So it already has dry sump. It's got the extra cooling, extra radiator, uh, bigger brakes. Uh, also got the magnetic ride with it as well. And you think uh, you're going to keep that? The mag ride, I'm going to try it out for a while. I'm going to work with DSC Sport to maybe get some uh, adjustability in there. Okay. Um, so we'll see how that goes. And then from there, we're gonna, I'm going to actually be developing some shocks with uh, Ultimate Performance JRI. Okay, cool. And uh, so, yeah, so we're going to go to a traditional coilover after that. They That'd are coilovers awesome. in the factory now. Well, at least a more traditional design of sure. coilover. So, uh yeah, I also got the high-wing spoiler on it as well from the factory. Okay. So thinking of running uh, Street GT with it uh, initially. I think that'll be a cool class to run in. Yeah. Um, it's, we started that up last year and had a decent take on it. The, the fields were a little bit smaller, but the cars that were running were decently quick. And it, yeah. it, in terms of where we think that it sits in terms of performance potential, it's kind of it's right in between street and street modified, mm. but it... The way you get there is completely different. Yeah. The cars are lots of power, um, but they're all really heavy, which means that you need a ton of tire to make them fast. Yep. And so we wanted a path for cars that were nearly stock or entry level in terms of modification to be able to come and run and compete. Yeah. And uh, Kobe Shield kind of, I think, surprised a lot of us. He's, he's fast. Yeah, and he threw on those 295 Kumos and just freaking took off. I, I heard he bought a bunch. Yeah, he so. went square. I remember <laughs> yeah. we were at Road Atlanta. He was talking about doing it, and then all of a sudden he did it, and he's like, I fucking love him. <laughs> but it was when you put a 295 with a 25 sidewall on the rear of your car, right? And That's that got to be a little of a car, weird. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be extremely difficult to drive. But 
He makes so, it happen. So I know a few few drivers um, were really when those first came out and people were starting to put them on things that were not Vipers. Um, there was probably a little bit of a learning curve with how much tire pressure you need to run, especially on a cold lap to start, because like people were at the time really concerned about de-beating tires. Well, like for me, when at first I couldn't believe they were faster, right? Because like I always wanted the mindset a bigger tire is, is better. So I, I used to run 335 squared, okay. and then the Kumos came out, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna put the Kumo on the rear and keep the 335 on the front. Okay. And I ran it like that for a year. Okay. And everyone's like, dude, you're dumb. Put the 295 on the front. I'm like, screw you. I ain't going down in size. And so anyway, I put the 295 on the front, and I, it's like a full second faster. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. So I did a 335 square setup, and I, I logged that. And then I went and I ran 335 front, 335, 355 rear. Okay. Logged that. was a second faster. Then I went with the 295 front, 355 rear, and was a full se- two seconds. So no two kidding. seconds faster in total than the 335 track? setup. Just on my local track at, at Crescent, MSR Crescent. Okay, cool. And then in autocross too, it, it, it dominated in autocross. So yeah, you're one of those uh, like crossover guys. Uh, I love when drivers from Optima can come to our events too, um, because these cars are they're they're a little bit less focused than the, a conventional time attack car. But being able to you know go out and be seriously fast on track and then come in and, and FTD at local autocross is it's pretty cool. It's fun. It's fun. Optima has its its uh, moments of shine, but you know, the whole uh, D&E thing kind of really kind of was killing it for me. And so that's why my car started changing into sure. evolving into more of a, a time attack car. Sure. And I have Swenson to thank for that. He was like, get your ass out to grid life and, you know, let's go have some fun at grid life. <laughs> what, what's, a, what's a grid life? I don't know what that is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who knows what grid life is anymore? But, um, uh, yeah, that was kind of thanks to him. I started, you know, going that direction. And uh, I freaking love it. I love the car. I love driving it. I love running Optima now because I don't have to do D&E. Yeah, so right. my car can look like shit inside or whatever. And I mean... Just basically the way it normally does? This car's beat up. If you if you walk up on the car... Race car, man. You see all the duct tape and <laughs> the Every racer ties. I know spends almost every dollar they have for racing yeah. on making the car faster. And to do, to do modifications that like don't add performance it's a hard pill to swallow yeah, yeah it's it's tough right because your budget's limited and you're not a shop necessarily and you're saying well you know what do i really need these gigantic an fittings for coolant lines yeah. no but like will they get me some scene points i don't know maybe yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. i don't know i kind of wanted to get away from that a little bit but i love running with them i mean i, I still run with them now and groups fast yeah it's, and, and oh, you yeah. know people try to knock that group but they don't know. I mean, people who knock Optima, they've never ran Optima. Sure. They're some of the fastest drivers at any any time I go to an Optima event. That competition is just as tight as anywhere else I've ran. I believe that. Yeah. yeah they're fast. There's some and really I, fast guys. I like the well-roundedness. Um, yeah. It's, it's kind of the same thing as, like, the top five to ten cars from One Lap of America. Like, those cars are multi-purpose in every category. Yeah. Drag, autocross track day stuff and they drive far shit if that ttrs showed up somewhere they're gonna uh, did, did you hear me rant about the ttrs <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it is the craziest car yeah. so you guys should get into audis actually we are no we, i have an all-wheel drive dyno okay um hp turner supports a lot of the audis now okay and volkswagen so i'm definitely i tuned an rs7 uh 
last year picked up 50 horsepower over the APR tune, actually. That's quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, granted, I was starting to hit some limiters, so I had to back it off just a little sure. bit. But still, he picked up. Well, one of the things that um, I'll be curious if you guys are will need to battle is uh, Jackie Ding's down on the other end of the grid, and he's got the new uh, GR Supra. And he's running street class here, and the performance potential is serious. Oh, yeah. It, it is a legit car, and they've done some really elegant carbon work. The car is spectacularly beautiful. But he's, he's having to spend money on mods that circumvent some of the electronics correct and like dt excuse me dtcs that show up when you start making suspension right. adjustments or brake adjustments and i'm really interested to see what the corvette will do when you start doing things like you know different diameter uh tires Ty or different circumference that's is that going to make the whole system freak out and if so what are you going to do absolutely and we're i'm looking at all of that right now and i work a lot with hp tuners as well okay. and i'm making them aware of that and so it's going to be pretty crazy the next year, the amount of R&D that's going to go into it to try to figure it out. I think everybody's going to like hit the ground running as much as they can, but it's just it's going to be so much work. Yeah. Um, and you probably have dozens of shops trying to do, trying to make progress, and everyone's going to be like leaning on each other. Anytime someone learns something, that'll be the new standard. Yeah, right? we already have. I'm a part of two different performance Facebook groups for the C8. Okay. And we're trying to collaborative, you know, do a collaborative effort. Does anyone have, like, I'm a little bit out of the loop. Does anyone have access to a development car? Or, like, are you learning stuff by talking to the engineers or what? Yeah. So, basically, what we're doing right now is uh, I'm just, I have some connections inside with GM. And so, we can get some information uh, in some ways that, you know, like, with that. But for the most part, it's just reading what what's going on with some of the development cars you know but right now there's no actual production c8 that's out okay they're all there's some that have been produced but they're all sitting there when are they expected to deliver uh i'm supposed to have mine in mid to late march okay so what's the first thing you're going to work on uh wheels tires yeah yeah so do you have a track that's local to you where you can test easily and, and try and figure some stuff yeah out? msr houston okay yep you guys live a little bit away from each other. It's a few hours, right? Yeah, like four hours. Four hours, yeah. I go there all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, why aren't you closer? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I make the trip last year, too. I was there all the time. Yeah. Blowing engines. and Oh, right before <laughs> right before PPIR. Yeah, uh, you're, you have been known for having reliable setups. That's like within reliable. our circle. There. Yeah, everybody's like, let's get a Corvette. I'm like, get one. Yeah, <laughs> it's the easy see, button, dude. See how that goes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we had some, we've had some issues with the car. I think... I don't think it matters much how many cylinders you have when you when you start crossing over five, six, seven hundred, and you're trying to seriously abuse a track. They they all go. It's yeah. just I, I think it's the nature of the beast. Yeah. It's um, true. I mean, depending on how hard you drive it, too, right? Because you can have a guy who's like, "Oh, I have this engine and I have this much power, and I've never fucking you know broken anything." And they're like, "Well, motherfucker, do you drive it?" Or what, what? What's your best lap at Coda? Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, you know, they, if you're running 240s, it's like, yeah, that's fine. It's just yeah. there's a lot of car potential left that people aren't getting. Yeah, yeah. I don't have cooling problems. I have, you know, <laughs> I have the same engine. Like, oh, all right, dude, I don't know what to tell you, but but yeah, the Coda in general is brutal, dude. I mean, this track. Every time I come here, I break. I mean, literally, I've I blew a motor here uh, last year with NASA. Okay, I broke the torque tube uh, drive shaft uh, here with Superlap Battle day one. That was fun last uh, year. Yeah, I, yeah. this year. I've, 
killing alternators and overheating. Like okay. it, this well, track so kills. When you come to an event, you've done you do a lot of events a year because your season starts early. Um, what kind of spares do you bring with? So actually, this is like the most spares I've brought to a, to an event ever. Uh, but I typically don't carry very much stuff uh, with me, which is really dumb. But um, here I brought alternators and uh, drive shafts and tires and just whatever I could think of, starters. Um, but this is the, the downside to having a 468 is everything inside of the thing is custom. Yeah, right. So, like, if you jack something up, you're down. And that's I mean the skirts of, of the pistons. If you looked at the pistons, you'd be like, "Wow, yeah, like they're so they're not very tall." Like when I hurt <laughs> this thing the second time last year, uh, we were down for for a while, and that's it was because you know the, the pistons weren't in stock and they had to get custom made. So they didn't have custom made pistons on the shelf. So I had to wait the six weeks for these custom made pistons. Man, you know? the, the so, rings themselves are like paper thin. Yeah, the rings was another thing. Like yeah. It just so that's why I wanted to build something that was like more off the shelf. Sure, we hurt something. It's I can have a next day from Summit or, or whatever. Sure, you know? that's kind of more along the lines that I'm trying to build towards because we know I break a lot and you know I I need to get it fixed in time. I mean, I'm, yeah, right. I'm running NASA, I'm running Grid Life, I'm running uh, Global Time Attack and Optima. So it's like that's so many yeah. events. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like we, your, your wife has to sell so many cookies. So that my you wife can... like she, she loves racing at times, and then she's like, I hate it. Uh, she like sometimes she'll be making shirts or like stuff for me, and then another day she just is nothing but <laughs> complaining about it. Well, we I love two... I love her so much for <laughs> for doing it for me. We but... got the two car trailer now, so hopefully I can take some of that load yeah. off you. So yeah. are you guys expecting when you're traveling, you'll travel together and like split the drives and yeah, I mean, yeah, a little bit of that. That's what we're trying to do. Alex is baller. He likes to fly in everywhere. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's got that baller status. <laughs> well, I've got a fiance that's also pretty baller. Drives the truck and trailer she's baller dude she drove that <laughs> 53 car trailer right from two foot trailer from, from or 53 foot two car trailer from houston to las vegas is it enclosed enclosed by That's herself rad. yeah and, and what what happened with it the the uh one of the parts in the suspension had broke i forget exactly it holds what it but basically keeps the the uh, axles from it keeps them separated well it broke so the axles moved and oh, tires no. rubbed and yeah she was down she actually macgyvered uh, a, tie, uh, a tie down strap a uh, ratchet strap and then ratcheted the axles apart so she could actually drive it to get yeah. it apart. your fiance sounds like one badass lady dude she killed it like <laughs> straight up so yeah so it's we're, we're working on our system so yeah. get everybody a little bit more time at home yeah but okay, so, cool. Yeah, it's a um, lot. A lot of I know that uh, when my wife and I travel for Grid Life and other places, often we'll go, uh, we'll, we'll stay as late as we can at work, and we'll leave at night so that we miss yep. one less day of work, yep. which is a pain. But if you can manage the drive, it's like, oh, well, yeah, oh, you're yeah. tired when you get there. You catch a little rest, and then you're fine. Yep. Um, for us, we had a, what, what should have been like a 15-hour tow uh, turned into a 22-hour tow. Uh, because Adam had to learn everything there was to know about air brakes. And now we know a lot about air brakes. Um, oh, it was like the, the trilogy to speed where, you know, if, if he let off the throttle, uh, basically the bus would just stop huh. and it wouldn't be able to get started again. So you needed enough uh, speed and, and revs to keep the leaky pump 
with enough pressure to keep the brakes open. Wow. And Jeez. so he, he spent, I don't know, five or six hours at least, like, underneath the back of the RV trying to fix brake parts. Jesus. Wow. But if I never need to, like, know how to, you know, or if I ever need to repair an air system, it's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's actually really simple. Yeah. So. Wow. Now you know. Well, yeah, that's crazy. 22 hours? Yeah, it was a long-ass drive. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, we, we stopped in a really, really sketchy truck stop yeah. uh, in Arkansas and slept for a couple hours and then got on the road in the morning. Um, we broke down in Dallas, and then we, we stopped. Mm, had to be before Memphis to try and fix brakes, and they left late because they were trying to fix brakes. And so uh, we, we ended up stopping at a place called Fleet Pride, which is AutoZone for semi-trucks. And they basically had everything that we needed. Nice. And we, when we were in Dallas, we were just like, buy everything mm-hmm. and fix it. Yeah. Uh, but you wouldn't believe how inexpensive all this stuff was. I mean, they, these are components where if they don't operate, you don't move. Right. All the components were $300. Really? Combined. Damn. So it's yeah. just like a big tank and a couple of valves. And Very stuff. standardized. Just like yeah. air fittings. And yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's not, not complicated stuff at all. Um, and he in the parking lot of the Fleet Pride store, he just like swapped everything, and then back on the road. So yeah, that was yeah. that was pretty great. Was the man. Yeah. Um, next time we make this trip, I think I might bring my RV instead because it's a little bit worse on gas, but it's a Ford V10, and if anything breaks, we can just stop anywhere. Yeah, you're the one trying to talk me into the RV life. Now I'm like, fuck that. No, no, no. <laughs> if, if you can down work on for a car, hours. you can work on an RV. <laughs> Um, it's the only way I think to bring your wife and kids and like make it manageable because yeah. some of these trips are long. Yeah. And like, yeah, you could be in the back sleeping, and uh, or the kids can be in the back sleeping, and you're just towing along. <laughs> so I, it's my opinion that that's how you like make this a family thing, and you make it a thing that you can keep doing, because like once you get wives and kids involved, if they're not having fun, then it, yeah, it's, it's difficult tough. to stay in it. Yeah, I think they were here last year and. They spent their whole time in the like that suite that they had open above us. Oh yeah, because it was too cold for them. And my youngest son, Caden, he was not even. I think he's like barely a year yeah. old. So yeah. uh, they're troopers, though. I mean, Travis, he loves cars, and he's always out, and you know, we're helping me work on the car. And uh, so he, I feel bad because I want to bring him along, but I can't bring him by myself. Oh sure, you know? yeah, that would be tough. Can't have a four-year-old wander well, in the pits. Well, yeah, well, you just need like. <laughs> child raised by community right yeah. it's just like hey can you watch him for five minutes i gotta go put down a lap <laughs> well it takes a village that's what they say yeah know? right so. so uh my wife and i are expecting our first in june wow Ooh, congratulations so i'm yes. probably gonna miss midwest probably uh but i tried to just convince her to like just get all her stuff and like come up to south haven anyway yeah she didn't think that was a good idea well congrats you know it's a boy or girl or? it is a girl all right nice. and i'm super stoked because that means her race program is going to be on point yeah hell yeah um so we're, we're going to try and like manage that but i i assume our children are going to be raised at the racetrack because this like the thought of not doing these events is i, I just don't want to think about it yeah it's depressing yeah. well and what you know people talk about you know children and how they ruin your dreams and all that crap Whatever you introduce them to, they're going to be into. Yeah, you know, probably. If you're stuck at home because you're like all like, oh, I can't do anything because I got a kid. Well, then you're dumb because your well, kids and mobile. your kids are going to like not get a whole lot of really interesting and unique life experience. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, I, got, I have a, a friend who's got two kids and they never leave the house. And I'm like, why don't you guys do anything? Like, you know, let's go out or something. Like, oh, we, our kids are such a nightmare. I'm like, that's your own fault, guys. <laughs> like, get them out of the house. You know, like. 
But no, I mean that raise that kid at the track. She's well, like be a- think. I mean, think about where we are. We're at the premier F1 circuit in the United States. We're sitting in garages that some of the most famous racers ever have, you know, had cars in. Yeah. And like. We're, we can literally do anything we want. We no, this talk. is Hamilton's garage yeah. right here. No kidding? No, I'm just saying that. <laughs> I want to believe it is. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. This is an experience that sitting at home, you would just, it sounds awful compared to this. Yeah. Like, so. I used that toilet earlier, and I'm sure Vettel <laughs> yeah. used that toilet as well. Right. So. Maybe it was Ricardo's toilet. Or Ricardo, yeah. So we were here last year for Formula One, and Ricardo broke at turn 11, and that's where we were sitting. It's actually a really cool spot. Um, because you see a car like close and and charge into that brake zone and and deep brake, and then if they get it right, maybe they make the pass there, or they set up that pass in eleven to get it at the uh, long straight with the DRS. So yeah. it's kind of a cool spot to watch. I but, had uh, seats at twelve. Okay, but I didn't end up coming. But I should have. I didn't know you were at eleven. I didn't even know you were coming here. Yeah, I don't know that we were. F- we were kind of friends then. Yeah. Um, but we watched uh, Moss, Alex Moss with the S2000, and I. Uh, he brought his wife, and my wife was here too. We watched qualifying in the S's, and I have never in my life seen anything like that. Dude, those S's with those cars are like nothing. Uh, does, if anyone is not familiar with seeing F1 in person, it's... Uh, remember the slot cars we played with as kids where mm. the car was magnetically yeah. attached mm-hmm. to the yeah. track? That's how a car moves through the S's. Yeah. And wow. There, there's something weird with uh, the curbing here at Coda that is it's got like uh, ridges kind of cut in some of the curbing where the cars go over them really fast. It makes like a, a, a rumble type noise, but you're sitting far enough away that when you hear the noise as a spectator, the car's not on the curbing anymore. So it's wow. just like a weird sound that you hear coming through you know those corners. It's really, really strange. Well, they change it up, don't they? Don't they have different heights that yeah, they install? Yeah, that's further in, though. Okay. I mean, yeah. yeah. But this place, with all of those fans here, it's it's just gigantic. I bet. It's just, it sounds like it would kind of be a nightmare, too, like getting around and stuff, huh? We, I mean, we, we ended up, like, basically walking the perimeter trying to get to different stuff. But yeah. um, the cool thing about a general admission seat is that you can walk wherever you want, right? So... You want to see something in turn one, you can, you know, walk around and see different stuff. Uh, we're not baller status, so we don't have any paddock clubs uh, tickets. If any slip angle listener you know, was like, hey, man, I've got these free extra paddock clubs. You just let me know. <laughs> well, we're baller status right now. We've got garages. Yeah. Uh, did they charge rentals for these or did everyone just kind of get them? They got uh, it was like $125 for the weekend. Oh, that seems inexpensive. It is extremely inexpensive. I'm sharing this with one other guy, uh, Wills. I'm he will <laughs> I own is I'm sharing a garage with so it's like you know it's uh, $125 I have a garage with you and one other person that seems worth it oh yeah I mean last year we had uh, four of us in a garage okay so I mean now it's just one of, I think when I was here for NASA there were six of us in a garage um, so just really we literally have this garage to ourselves it's, it's yeah. amazing uh, what have you had to work on this weekend this weekend, um, this weekend, nothing but water overheating issues. Change an uh, alternator. Alternator, dead batteries, uh, some timing issues with the sequential software. Okay. Um, when I tested two weeks ago, I I had a little bit of um, my threshold on upshifts cutting out. Okay. And I adjusted it, and it was fine. Well, this first session of the weekend, 
um, I go out and it's cutting like crazy. Like literally, uh, it's like hitting a rev limiter everywhere you go, but like constantly. So just been adjusting that. Um, nothing really too major except for the overheating thing because it gets a 260 and it just stays there. And, sure. You know, it's just kind of very dangerous for the engine. But at this point, this engine's been rebuilt four yeah, times. It's, it's done. It's It can go for all I care. Pause for announcement. We want to give a big shout out to Andrew Rains and all of the team at Apex Pro for their continued data partnership with the Slip Angle podcast. Head on over to tracktune.com slash slip angle to get a package deal. This includes the Apex Pro data unit, a free suction mount, and also a one hour data review session with Mr. Andrew Rains himself, all for $449. So go to tracktune.com slash slip angle and make sure to check it out. Well, that was a fast announcement. I'm yeah. glad I paused. Yeah. Um, so uh, sessions, we've got two more hot sessions for the rest of the day. Yeah. You're currently sitting in the lead. I'm in the lead by a second and a half. You right think now. you've got it? I don't know. You never know. I mean, uh, you never want to be too comfortable. Well, so. we, last year we pulled off some last minute heroics. So last Are you going to go out for both sessions? I don't think so. I think since I'm overheating so fast now, like this last session I went out, um, I overheated before I got three quarters of the way through the lap. So I think I'm going to take advice of some of my friends and pull the thermostat uh, and, you know, just run it with no thermostat and see if that helps. Okay. Um, but I'll probably skip a session, maybe two, and just run the, the final uh, battle laps. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm going to just kind of play it by ear. But for right now, I want, definitely want to take it, take it out, um, change that, and just see, you know. Also, I don't want to ruin tires. I mean, this 285. Like, I'm lighting these things up in a lot of corners. It looks like they got so. quite a bit of life left. And they got I, life in them, but I don't know how much I don't more. know how many other events you'd plan to use these, but it's probably not many. Well, if this is the setup, Just right? Just burn them down. If this is the fastest tire besides Akumo and 200 Treadwear, this is my setup, right? Like, for, let's just say for Optima, right? They don't allow me to run Kumos. Right. So I'm going to be on probably the Yokohama. And if I can't get it done with a 315 on the rear and I'm running out of gear, the yep. 285 is my only o- other option. So okay. I'm going to be rolling on dubs in Optima here. Well, uh, what about like uh, the, the Rival S 1.5? That's a These are quick definitely t- faster. Is that right? I mean, I, I ran in testing my local track backwards, which I only ran once before like three years ago. Um, and I ran a second and a half faster than I've ever ran on Rivals going the direction that I know. Okay. So that says a lot in the tire, I think. Um, I will probably do a back-to-back test day of the rival versus the Yokohama. Sure. Just, just to make sure it's the right decision. But And that judge, comes in 315, is that right? Yeah, the rival, 315, Which one? Uh, whatever you've got on the rear. Right. I mean, oh, the, the 285. No, I, I know the Advans or the, the Yokos are on it now. So uh, what I was saying was with the setup you have now, um, it's decently tall. Um, but it's a little more narrow than I guess you'd be used to. What other tires would be on the market that would give you the h- tire height you wanted but might be wider? That I can legally run? Yeah. In, uh, uh, shoot, something something not, not very grippy, I'll tell you that. Yeah, so. for the grip, this is, you can't beat it. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, ideally it would be the Kumo, but, you know, that's not going to happen. So it would probably end up being like a RE71 or, you know, something else that was probably going to be narrow still, a 305. Now, I heard 
I haven't seen any testing yet, but I heard that the new Falcon is good. I heard that too. I don't know if I can really believe it though. Every time I, when I first started autocrossing, that was the tire and then it kind of just went away and now all these other tires are supposedly well, I know the, tires. The but. 615K plus, um, it lasts quite a while and it's like, I don't know, kind of in the middle in terms of potential, but I find those tires to be really expensive for what you get. Yeah. Um, but if what I heard about the uh, the the um, the new Falcon is that it it runs like an RE seventy one but lasts longer. Well, the crappy thing about Fal- the new Falcons even they aren't going to make something bigger than three fifteen. Yeah. yeah. So you're still biggest. stuck in that and twenty five and a tire. half inch yeah. tall tire. Yeah. Yep. So it's I like, don't know. I geared this thing mainly just for life and time attack events that I can run a big Hoosier on the rear or the, sure. or the Kumo on the rear. Um, and even in Optima events, all the tracks that I go to with Optima, I don't ever see over 150. Yep. So that's where I was like, okay, well, this could work out fine. Sure. But when a track like this, it's just not going to happen. Yep. So, Well, uh, are we going to see you at NCM in April? I don't think so. Okay. I was going to go. Um, but the way that my scheduling is kind of planning out and I'm trying to, I'm trying to make sure that last year I did three back to back weekend events and they were, it was, yeah, they were across the country every time. Yeah. So really hard. So even one weekend was, uh, Atlanta and then California and then road America back to road America. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think I want to do that again. So the way I'm trying to plan it out is, is that I don't have to do those weekend back to back weekends. I'm already going to have to do one, but that's for. Um, Road America and then King of the Mountain, uh, both in that same area. So hopefully I can leave and my And you car. didn't do King of the Mountain last year, right? No, I chose to go to Grid Life instead. Okay. So I could go that to That seems track like battle. a really cool event. Um, I'm excited that they're doing it. It's got a lot of really heavy hitters and autocross. And oh, it's, yeah. it's cool to see autocross at a high level like that. Yeah. And, I mean, it's, it's going to be super cool because of all the drivers. But it's also cool because, I mean, dude, we spend so much money. Right, like it doesn't travel alone, entry fees, everything just costs so much. Yeah. So yeah, uh, uh, autocross is a ten thousand dollar payout is is pretty awesome given how much you guys spend. Yeah, I mean it, it would help out, right? Anything that anything helps out. So, um, but even just the chance to to get it, you know, we don't sure. get those chances. I mean, that's speed ring seems very interesting because you know you get some money back, and that you know a little bit goes a long way, and not that you're you're. Five thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars you're gonna get is gonna cover your budget that you've already spent, but it definitely it helps. offsets the cost of having fun at the event. Yeah, right. Like, you know, for you coming to um, Pontiac, Michigan to come compete is, yeah, it's probably as much money as you could win, but you get the pleasure of doing the event and it's offsetting cost. So, yeah, yeah that sure. does make it pretty cool. Yeah, so it'll be a cool event. Um, what's on your schedule for this year? Do you have kind of everything laid out? Yeah, I pretty much have the schedule laid out. I'm just going to try to do, you know, Grid Life, Optima, King of the Mountain, and NASA. Um, I thought about jumping in SCCA, but I don't know. It's just too much. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, Okay, well, uh, where can people find you guys on the Internet? Do you guys have social programs that you're pretty active with? Um. Um, I pretty much just have uh, at Ferris underscore Cartoomy for Instagram and then just my normal Facebook. I don't really promote anything. Yeah, on Instagram for Pites Performance, go at Pites Performance is our Instagram handle. And then uh, we're on Facebook as well, PitesPerformanceTunes.com. Got it. 
Well, make sure you follow these guys because they do some really cool Corvette stuff. So uh, thanks for being on the show. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes and come and find us in the pits at Gridlife to say hello. Hello.